Welcome to Automation Chat. I'm your host, Teresa Hauck, Executive Editor of the Journal from Rockwell Automation and our Partner Network Magazine. Today, I'm talking with reps from ePlan Software and Service, Jeff Kilburn, Managing Director of the U.S. Business, and Thomas Michaels, Global Director with ePlan's Cloud Business Software. We're going to talk about stronger needs for electrical engineers to have remote capabilities because of the COVID-19 pandemic and challenges that come with today's new realities. But first, it's time for our family-friendly silly joke of the day. Why was the fraction worried about marrying the decimal? Because she'd have to convert. Okay. Very nice. <laughs> now let's chat with Jeff and Thomas. Hi, gentlemen. Thanks for talking with me today. I'm happy to dig into this topic with you guys. Hi, Teresa. Hi. So let's start with, I'm wondering, you know, this year especially, many companies have been launched into change, obviously, and engineering processes can be challenging enough to update, and now they need to add a remote element to their workflows. So how have your users reacted to this shift, and how have you supported that? Well, I guess the, the first comment I would make is... Um... What we've seen, and we've seen this even in our own business, is that it really, um, it was so drastic and so immediate that, you know, it really kind of exposed some underlying and existing challenges that we've always had that maybe we just never got around to uh, addressing. You know, as an example, we had to shift from a, a complete uh, way of doing business and the fact that we deliver all of our services, our, our training and our consulting services direct to a, um, our customers in a classroom environment, either on their premises or on ours. We had to shift completely to online. And so we, we saw the challenges that we had and we, we hear customers saying very similar things in, in their own business operations. I think that that uh, um, the situation makes some some point very obvious so that it's uh, I think extremely important to think about these things of or the topics of digitalization so because the people and our customers are now forced maybe to work in a distributed environment for example and that makes it even more uh, or yeah really accelerates the 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 thinking in in working uh, in a digital environment so that everybody gets the information he needs and that a distributed collaboration is possible yeah so and therefore they also have to rethink the way they work and they adapted it quite quickly yeah so they they really as you said jeff uh, they accepted this these online services quite well and within these services we learned a lot that they are really quickly switching from working all together in one side in the office to go distributed and really work together uh yeah in a, in a more digital way so online yeah in in in, in distributed workspaces yeah I, you know and i i think you know, obviously it was a it was a an immediate shift and, and it was very reactionary. Now that it's it's been prolonged and unfortunately we, we continue in this path. We're now taking and I see our customers taking the chance to now learn from what we've been through and uh, think about what we've done, uh, what worked, what didn't work, and adapt. And I see some very creative thinking. I also see some customers taking the opportunity to actually really enhance and embrace the change that was thrust upon us. And to, and to, as you said, Thomas, really rethink what they're doing and say, you know, this worked. Let's pull that thread a little bit more. Let's see what else we can do. And they get, they're getting very creative about the ways they're doing things and, and the change that they see going forward is, is very exciting for many of them. So they're using new tools and new processes that actually will benefit them whenever this ends. 
Yeah, I mean, just as an example, Teresa, you know, the reaction we've had to the online services we deliver is it, it's maybe counterintuitive that they feel closer to us, that we can spend more time with them, that, they, that we're faster to respond. Uh, we don't have to fly someone somewhere. They don't have to travel to, to a common location. So the speed and, uh, and the, believe it or not, the intimacy they get even through the, the digital has been welcomed by our customers. And they, they, by and large, it's been a great experience for that. They've told us uh, through feedback that they, they like this. And um, so we, we intend to change our business and we see many customers changing how they're going to do business in the future. And many teams are supportive and teaching progressive behaviors for their electrical engineers. So cloud-based platforms are a natural upgrade. But what about the folks who are skeptical about working in the cloud? Does this happen a lot? And what are some of the challenges they're facing? I think I think one one very um, obvious aspect is, of course, that when it comes to this uh, topic of cloud, people often or our customers often think about their their intellectual property and and the risk that maybe information is is leaving the company that should not, for example. And so I think it's it's um, it's a major topic really not to think about just okay cloud because it's a nice and fancy technology and it's just a technology. It's really about the added value for the for the user and for the customer. So um, if you if you can explain that, for example, bringing up let's let's talk about electrical engineering and the and the project data, the typical automation documentation in a cloud environment, and therefore makes it much easier to collaborate and. Now, again, referring to your first question, yeah, move a little bit away from the comfort zone, uh, sending around things by email or whatever, now have really the step to uh, to have it uh, globally available, makes it much easier to collaborate. And yeah, then it's, again, the added value and 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 the risk, so to say. And, and now it makes people to think about what they are already doing uh, in cloud-based, maybe all the financial uh, transactions, etc., are done uh, in in web services and online banking and so on. And now they really also make this to adapt it to their working environment quite easy. Of course, it's a, it's a stepwise uh, approach. It's not uh, from um, from now to then to really make it in one step, but really think about different tasks they have to do, workflow scenarios, collaboration scenarios, and then really put the cloud services in that really support these, these things better than local things. Yeah, Thomas, I, I think, yeah, my uh, comment here to add on to what you just said would be that, you know, with the crisis that we, we've been put through here, continuing to go through, people are rethinking that balance between risk and benefit. What's the value? And they're seeing the value because necessarily so we had to do some things and they involve things like what we're doing today here. And I think also, you know, it's a long-term trend, as you said, our own personal situation. I mean, I get notification when my credit card gets charged for anything, whether my wife likes that or not, <laughs> that's, the, that's the truth of it, right? It's immediate, it's accurate. And, you know, you think, think in the engineering world, the, the analogous is, we're emailing spreadsheets and drawings back and forth and what's the most current and the delays and mistakes that are involved there. If you can have, and we hear this more and more from customers, a single source of truth that everyone can collaborate on that's accessible from anywhere, it's of high value. And they're seeing that in, in this pandemic uh, arena where we've had to adapt. And I think now minds are more and more open and they're reevaluating this risk reward situation with cloud. 
Yeah, you know, here in the publishing world with our magazine, The Journal, we switched to cloud a couple of years ago and there were some rumbling at the time. But now everyone's like, how did we function without it? Yeah. You know, it's so it's so much more productive. I think we we, we already made the steps um, or customers do these steps uh, already when they want to get data. So when, uh, for example, I just pick out something uh, where we're also in deep collaboration with, with Rockwell as well, so that we say we have this this um, data portal to provide component data that is maybe the, the smallest unit in an automation project. Everybody is already somehow familiar with downloading that data and get it from a yeah. central spot. But again, sharing the, the, the project data, so the own IP, this is maybe a, a next step, uh, but now people are somehow a little bit forced to do this because they now work distributed and maybe they have a redlining process that cannot be done in the office quick with a view on the monitor, they have to share the data. And now they get open to think about, hey, when I get data via cloud, I can also distribute it. Uh, of course, uh, control the access to the data, but then I can speed up my workflow. Yeah, so that is, I think, just uh, a thing that is pushed. Yeah, by this current situation. Yeah, and when you talk about speed, it's you know it goes from it, you can you can draw different uh, different value just from the planning stages where you're cooperating on what is the automation solution going to become through the building stage, even through the, you know, the runtime and operation and maintenance phases where you can do, you know, we, we always have the challenge of as built drawings, how about as, as commissioned as service drawings and the cloud technology can enable that and can maintain that record of, of single source of truth. And, you know, just the sheer speed and accuracy delivers a, a amazing value to customers and it really changes that risk reward behavior or, or thought process. And the other the other comment I'm making this is I also think that the you know the younger people have grown up with this technology, and they're much more adaptive to it. So as we see the demographic shift, uh, I think the adoption is going to accelerate. And given this change that we've been through, uh, it just is the catalyst for for this dramatic I think shift in speed to move to more cloud solutions. ePlan has always been the tool that allows electrical engineers to excel and outperform the competition. Although ePlan may be part of your vision, you need to know for sure that it's going to work. The ePlan guided trial team of experts can help you with this task. This test drive of sorts is not only free, but it includes a real project plan with guidance and support from an ePlan certified consultant. Your journey starts here. info.eplanusa.com slash guided dash trial. Yeah, and as you talk about speed, that's an important point. There are some manufacturers who have kept their plant floors busy by producing products that support the COVID-19 pandemic efforts, good for them. But in turn, their electrical and automation suppliers also have had to really ramp up production. So how do you see the market adapting to this faster pace? It's, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a challenge, you know, I, and... and um, I, I think in the in the months that have, that we've gone through here uh, since the pandemic hit, we've seen you know people that had to ramp up really fast to meet a critical need. You can think of toilet tissue and and some food products and things like that. People eating at home more and and things. But then um, that spike has now calmed down. So we've seen dramatic increases in in urgency needs. We've also seen seen people that are on the other end of the spectrum that that had to cost control. So we've seen it all over the board, but 
you know, I think the ability to react fast to a changing environment and is really driven home some differences and changes in behavior. And um, yeah, so this, this idea of how do we keep control of what's going on, but also enhance the collaboration and keep in contact with everybody, it's been a continuous challenge for everyone involved. I, I just want to add one aspect that uh, I think you 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 ask how how the uh, the customers react or how they try to cover this this change of speed. Uh, I think it's it's also always necessary, and we get this customer feedback e extremely that they say, okay, we need somehow steps, so small steps. It's not the the uh, maybe uh, months or or for even years running projects, and then they say, hey, we finally have an outcome. So it's the small steps to have first. Uh, effects and first positive um, uh, speed ups in the in the in the in the in the engineering process and therefore it's I think also a little bit color, uh, connected to this to this cloud topic or to the app topic that we say hey we have we have dedicated tools for special steps in the engineering workflow and this can be implemented quite fast and then of course you have also the effect already yeah you can feel it yeah what what is it really uh, what is the added value in the in the in the process and when we think along a value chain that we have a lot of different people working together in such a in such an engineering process it's not only about the availability of of data but it's also about the way how you present and how you offer the data to maybe uh, an engineer needs totally different appearance of the data than a guy in the workshop for example yeah so and mm -hmm. and this is also a thing um What what is really um, what what we are really stressing that we say okay the one is working together but the other thing is the availability of the data and the presentation of the data because if you make something more complex for a guy who wants to be part of a digital workflow you will not have the effect in speeding up this thing yeah so um, and therefore it's really critical and it's really important to to involve these people and present the data how they need it and maybe how they are used to work with the data. Yeah, and it seems like there are some companies out there who might not be ready for a full set of automated processes. Do you think there are enough options that also support the traditional methods that many teams rely on? Yeah, I, I mean, kind of building on what Thomas said, <clears throat> you know, when I think about automation of processes, that's always desirable because there's a lot of, uh, you know, efficiencies in, involved in that. But certainly, I think everyone is always and continues to strive to develop standardized forms of how they do their work and their workflows. And, um, and everyone's on that path. What's a challenge, and, and I think, again, going back to the previous discussion we had um, with this crisis thrust upon us, we all have to work remote as we, we've seen some of the limitations of the tools that we've been using for the past 35 years, where, where you know, you're, you're emailing spreadsheets and drawings back and forth versus uh, viewing, uh, viewing a, a set of data or being able to keep that thread of data from one discipline to another. And uh, these are what modern tools can help deliver. And that eventually leads to automation. But there's a, to, to the point of your question, Teresa, There, there are lots of steps to be to be done here, and, and we see customers that are now have have seen the advantages of, of some of the new technologies and are I think re ready to reevaluate. Okay, it's time to to actually make a move here. And there's there's lots of um, steps to to take them from um, from where they are today 
to get them to where they want to be to to a more automated future. And um, you know, I think about um, ePlan and Rockwell just as an example of, uh, in the automation space. One of the challenges is always to keep the electrical engineering and the control engineering for the PLC program and HMI program to keep that all in sync. Whether you're doing it all yourself or whether there's a couple of different people involved, it's always a challenge to transfer that data and keep that continuity there. And that's a predecessor to any kind of uh, automation. You have to you have to have that continuity of data and and standardize the way you're you're working. So that that's what I think we have a lot of customers that are now taking that step on the journey where maybe time or just necessity didn't allow them to take those first steps in that process. I, th I think the, the the overall somehow the approach is, is is generally really to understand what is the current situation or the current workflow and maybe the most challenging things at the in inside the customer's workflow and then really to together with the customer to define these first steps mm -hmm. but not only the first steps but only uh, but also the the goals you want to reach and then really go ahead and maybe it's it's first of all it's just to um, maybe um, make the customers aware of uh, solutions, as you described, Jeff, that are already available uh, in, in the market and are maybe just based on, on interfacing that, that offers better collaboration or uh, just takes away uh, yeah, some standard work from people re-editing data or whatever. So really start with, with, with small things. And as I said in my, in my, uh, in my maybe beginning of, of my speech to say, hey, it's not to build up these big ideas of, of maybe just pressing a button and the automation system is done. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a long way and it's really doing step by step. Yeah? And, and maybe the first steps are really uh, using tools that maybe improve parts of the project, makes it easier to exchange data. And then, as I said, motivation is coming by by first positive effects. And then the people really, they, they want to grow and go ahead because they are motivated because of the benefit they, they really feel in their daily business. Yeah, and it, I, I mean, I, I see with, with automation, standardization has, has to necessarily come first. And many of our customers have been on that path for a long time. What some of the new modern tools offer and, and the collaboration, for instance, between ePlan and Rockwell is to avoid that copy paste of the past or that re-entry of data from one discipline to another. And to really start from, from building blocks and whether it's a, a set of common code or common circuits or even just a common parts, as, as you mentioned, the ePlan the, the e data portal uh, as, a, as a source for customers to get that quickly, to make to have it always up to date and accurate and to build it from common standardized pieces, those are the step-by-step -step processes to get you from, from where you are today to a higher level of, let's say, efficiencies and, and toward a more automated solution uh, development. And um, yeah, customers, we, we see them on all sorts of parts of that path. And that's what we do every day is to, to help the, the customers find their, their own unique uh, steps as they move forward. Well, this is a great discussion, and I really appreciate you both joining me today to chat. And our listeners can get more information with the links I'll put in our episode description. But thank you both for joining me today. Thank you. It was really a pleasure. Thanks. Thank you, Teresa. Our pleasure. This has been Automation Chat, and I'm Teresa Hauk. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a rating and a review on your podcast app. 
and tell your peers about us. You can even hit the share symbol to share your favorite episode. And don't forget, video of this podcast is available on our YouTube channel at bit.ly slash TJRA YouTube. Thanks for listening, and we'll chat again soon. Thank you.